Hailing frequencies open, sir. You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to episode 124 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. This episode features news, some music, and some hope. All this coming up next. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly pro-gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Little friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. That kid's a star. You're going to love it. It's a classic. I'm your host, Ken Blanchard, and thank you for joining me on the Urban Shooter Podcast. Hopefully, this is your favorite righteous podcast. And uh, how are things going with you? From what I hear, it's been a rough summer in some places. Looking at the news, the world is pretty crazy. If you want to contact me, you can on several places. The quickest may be email, blackmanwithagun at gmail. Dot com And you can check out the site for the show notes on the UrbanShooterPodcast.com, also on UrbanShooter.us. And I'm going to work on changing that a little bit and consolidating better still. The flagship site is still BlackManWithAGun.com. And if you haven't signed up to be a part of the forums on BlackManWithAGun.info, please do. You can also find me on the Gun Rights Radio Network's forums under the Urban Shooter page. If you want to call me and leave a voicemail, I'm available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You won't wake me up. It's all good at 888-772-6262. Now, don't make a mistake and called 888 some other number because I think I'm really close to some Panama number because I got a lot of Hispanic brothers who mistakenly call me for travel information. But my number is 888-772-6262. You got it? Good. Let JW take us to the Pledge of Allegiance and we'll get this party started. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Four states legalized crossbows for this year's hunting season 2009. Crossbows have recently been legalized for use during the regular archery season in many states. In 2009, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Texas, and New Jersey have joined the list of states that accepted the use of crossbows as legal archery season hunting equipment. So, here's just a tip. If you ever wanted to use a crossbow... For hunting, and you lived in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Texas, and New Jersey, it's now legal. If you've been to a gun show or a gun store lately, you can tell that business is booming. Every other firearm shooting related product is also having high record sales. If the NICS check is in the indication of the amount of 
gun sales. Let's look at 1998, where the total uh, Nick's background checks were at 892,840. In 1999, it was 9,138,123. In 2001, 8,000, or 8,910,191. In 2008, 11,177,335. In 2009, to date, according to the FBI, U.S. Department of Justice, Nick's check statistics. For right now, it's undone, of course, but 2008 ended with 12,708,023. So we expect it to be past 12 million sales this year. And now news from our capital city, Washington, D.C. Senate Bill 845, Respecting States' Rights and Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act of 2009 amends the federal criminal code to provide for reciprocity for the carrying of certain concealed firearms in states that allow their residents to carry such firearms by persons who are not prohibited by federal law from processing, transporting, shipping, or receiving a firearm, and who are, one, carrying a valid state license or permit for carrying a concealed firearm, or two, otherwise entitled to carry a concealed firearm in their state of residence. Now, this is a no-brainer. But why did we lose? This is an article from OpenCongress.org. And it says, Senate Democrats defeat the Thune Gun Rights Amendment. As soon as you put a name to it, it's defeatable. For the first time this session, Senate Democrats have successfully filibustered a Republican amendment to loosen federal gun laws. The Senate today voted 58 to 39 on Senator John Thune, Republican from South Dakota amendment to allow people who are legally allowed to carry concealed weapons in their home state to carry their weapons in any of the 48 states that have some form of concealed carry law. 60 votes were needed for the amendment to pass. The Associated Press called today's vote a rare win for gun control advocates. Twice already this session of Congress, the democratically controlled Senate voted in favor of Republican gun rights amendments. In February, The Senate voted 62 to 36 to allow people to carry guns in Washington, D.C. And in May, they voted 67 to 29 to allow people to bring guns into national parks. But the Thune Amendment is significantly broader than those amendments, and some Democrats who voted for the other pro-gun amendments were unwilling to vote in favor of Thunes. Paul Kane at the Washington Post says the amendment is considered the most far-reaching federal effort ever proposed to expand laws to allow weapon ownership. Now, the the amendment was proposed as an add-on to the must-pass FY 2010 Department of Defense Authorizations Act. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Opponents of the amendment argued that it would let gun owners from states with more liberal gun laws like Vermont and Florida carry their guns into states that require more training and where it's much harder for a person to get a gun, like Massachusetts and New Jersey. The passage of this amendment would have done more to threaten the safety 
of New Yorkers than anything since the repeal of the assault weapons ban, says Senator Charles Schumer, Democrat from New York, after the vote. If this had passed, it would have created havoc for law enforcement and endangered the safety of millions of New Yorkers. We will remain vigilant to prevent any legislation like this from passing in the future. Two Republicans crossed party lines to vote with Democrats against the amendment. If both had voted with the rest of their party, the amendment would have passed. They are Senator Richard Luger from Indiana and Senator George Voinovich from Ohio. 20 Democrats joined the Republicans in voting for the amendment. And they are Senator Max Baucus from Montana, Evan Bow from Indiana, Mark Begich from Alaska, Michael Bennett from Colorado, Robert Casey from Pennsylvania, Kent Conrad from North Dakota, Byron Dorgan from North Dakota, Russell Feingold from Wisconsin, Kay Hagan from North Carolina, Tim Johnson, South Dakota, Mary Landro from Louisiana, Blanche Lincoln from Arkansas, Ben Nelson from Nebraska, Mark Pryor from Arkansas, Harry Reid from Nevada, John Tester from Montana, Mark Udall from Colorado, Tom Udall from New Mexico, Mark Warner from Virginia, and Jim Webb from Virginia. Noting Democratic Majority Leader Reid's yes vote, Glenn Thrush notes that this is also a victory for the sorts of Majority Leader Harry Reid, who was unable to make a pro-gun vote to please the 2010 vote in Nevada without really facing any consequences in terms of actual policy. All right, now let's drill down to what this really means and what I think. This is all Ken's commentary. First, this is once again why I dislike politics. It helps nobody. Not really, not anymore. And here's my reasoning. You would think that reciprocity, which is already that we already have in some states, Florida accepts Utah's or or Virginia's or somebody's, right? And you can do this. So why is this a big to do? Well, first, this whole thing was stuck in another bill. So what happens is politicians to get things passed will stick in. Um, I'll cut your grass. I'll get your uh, your maid to get a bonus if you sign on that you'll paint my house. So everything is a concession. It has nothing to do with you and I. You have people like the gun owners of America who are um, putting out some serious, what you call it, on-the-spot messages. They're trying to gin up you to understand what the situation is. Folks are getting angry. It's really uh, easy to get spun up. Um, you're wondering where the National Rifle Association is. Um, they're making deals, but they aren't putting out the information as fast. Um, and there's grassroots people like you and I who are on the ground wondering, what can I do? What can I do? And then people like the Gun Owners of America, which I tell you right now, I would like for you to join if you're not a member. You're, you're, you're sitting there, you're going, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And they tell you to call your senator, your representative, get involved. So you do that. 
and you, you know, you send the postcard out, you write the letter, you make the phone call. And that legislative aide that receives your call makes a note of it, makes a checkbox, all that. And you're sitting here, the law abiding, the voting person, the person responsible that does everything you're supposed to do. But the people that we sent to Congress, the people who live here in Washington, D.C., aren't paying you any attention. Two Republicans cross party lines. What did they get in return? Then we have people like Senator Mark Warner, Democrat from Virginia, who has not been our friend overall. He joined. Now, I guarantee it, as they would say in Louisiana, that you will see and hear bragging rights from all these people for the positions that they took. But the deal is we didn't win. And why was it a big to-do? Well, federal has one rule, state has another. Freedom is freedom, but not so in law. I get really angry about how much energy you can put forth when the deal has already been done. And the bigger you are on the scale, the less you'll hear of something. Let me explain that too. This is something else I found out. This is another side sidebar. You know how everybody's on Facebook, Twitter. Um, they're trying their best to get their business out. You know who you never hear about? The billionaires. There's another end of the spectrum where the beginning trying to get the millions is trying to get their face on everything, trying to get business recognition. But the real wealthy people in the world have enough money to keep their names off of stuff. The Soros, the Gates, the Saudi people, the people in Qatar, the people in Mexico that are millionaires, billionaires. You don't hear about them. And likewise, the ones who make the policy, the ones who are changing direction for us, that we have no power to influence. You won't hear from them. But a deal has been made. Yes, we got the parks bill. Yeah, the assault weapons ban was sunset and has been threatened to be resurrected. But there's deals being made. How are we going to fix our political parties? How are we going to fix how we do things in Washington? We keep going around and around. You know how much energy I've spent on the back end to find out that somebody has already made a deal with the devil. Just lay low, Ken. We're going to work this one out. It's um, something's already been in place. So don't um, don't say anything. Anybody feeling my angst? 20 Democrats join the Republicans in voting for the amendment. Some people like to call them blue dog, the Democrats. Hmm. Nobody gives nothing or, or anything in Washington without some payback. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. If you want to see how Washington really works, look at that comedy with Eddie Murphy came out in the 90s called Distinguished Gentleman. It's a parody. It's 
making joke of the political process, but it's not funny. Actually, it's probably 99% accurate on how things really work in your nation's capital. Yeah. Let me chill out here, eat some ice cream or something. But it's hard. You got people like, well, Senator Charles Schumer. I mean, the dude is like the Antichrist, but his stuff is just straight lies, but we don't expect anything different from him. But he'll, he will get the microphone and he will say the same thing. You, you can bet on him. Let me just chill on that. Drink some, drink some lemonade here. Excuse me there for a minute. Calm my nerves. Okay. Woo-saw. There we go. Now we, we're getting better. So the Department of Defense Authorizations Act, this amendment was stuck in the middle of that. Wouldn't you think that our rights to defend ourselves are more important than being on the appendix or chapter 13 of a 59 chapter document? I'm just saying. Make you want to holler, throw up both your hands. It's something. It really is. Mm. You know, I'm just thinking about the Gun Control Act of 1968 and uh, listening to the Gun Rights Advocates podcast that Mark was interviewing uh, Chris Knox, son of Neil Knox. And he was just talking about how bad that whole 1968 issue was and how people had made concessions. And it reminds me of that. 1968, 1969, 70 with a volatile part of our life, our history. I was just a baby. But I remember how my father and mother and aunts and uncles were back then. Think about the music. Protesting Vietnam, protesting, uh, protesting war in general, beatniks, hippies. We're kind of right back there again. With the war in Iraq, there were um, people tuning out and going nuts on LSD and drugs. Now we got meth and uh, people are zoning out. Vets are having a hard time, just like they did in 68 through 70 um, as the war was ending. Reminds me of that song, Run Through the Jungle by Creedence Clearwater Reviver. It was revival. It was they thought it was an anti-war song. It's almost anti-gun, actually. Hmm. The more things change, the more they remain the same. Run through the jungle. Hmm. You don't remember that song? I heard it later. I became a CCR fan much later. Because it kind of sounds kind of bluesy. Steve Ray Vaughan actually uses... Um, a riff from one of his songs. Haven't heard it? Goes something like this.
have you ever thought about what kind of holster you were going to carry your concealed weapon in? Well, have I got a holster for you? Crossbreedholsters.com. Their most famous, the inside the waistband super tuck. One heck of a holster. Crossbreed holsters come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. That's crossbreedholsters.com, or you can reach them at 1-888-732-5011. That's crossbreedholsters.com. I want to continue on with the part about the Remington shotgun from episode 123, Easy. Did you know that the original head of the Remington clan and that whole number, name and company, his first name was Eli Follett? Yeah, like Eli Follett Remington. That was his name. And in 1816, he was confident that he could make a flintlock that was good or better than any he could buy. So he... uh, crafted this barrel, and it became the new standard for firearms accuracy back in the day. He created Remington Arms. And uh, isn't that something? Eli Follett Remington, creator of, uh, or still, you know, the founder of Remington Arms. Who says you can't learn something from the Urban Shooter podcast? Speaking of learning things, you always want to remind people, no matter how long you've been shooting, about the Ten Commandments of firearm safety. First commandment being what? You got it. Always keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction. This is the most important gun safety rule. Now, safe direction is one in which an accidental discharge will not cause injury to yourself or others. It's just that simple. The second commandment should be firearms should be unloaded when not in actual use. And that also varies if you're having a self-defense firearm in your home. But if you have a firearm that you use only for target shooting, for plinking, or for collecting, then it should be only loaded when you're going to use it. It's all about common sense when you carry a loaded gun. The third commandment of gun safety is don't rely on your gun safety. The best safety that you have is the one between your ears, your brain. If you treat every gun as if it can fire at any time, whether or not there's pressure on the trigger, you'll be better off. Most firearms have been carefully designed to maximize performance and safety, but don't rely on mechanical safeties. The fourth commandment, be sure of your target and what's behind it. You can't stop a shot in midair. You can't call back a shot. Never fire at a sound, a movement, or a patch of color. And if you're shooting to defend yourself, drywall, sheetrock, stops nothing. Even my airsoft gun put some serious dimples in the sheetrock. Bullets go a long way. Make sure of yourself. The fifth commandment is to use proper ammunition. Every firearm is designed to use a certain caliber or gauge of ammunition. Using the wrong ammunition, mixing ammunition, or using improperly reloaded stuff can cause some serious personal injury and even death. And it only takes 
one bad cartridge, one shot shell, one incorrect caliber or gauge to jack up your firearm and to hurt you. Watch that. Especially if you shoot 40 caliber and you also having 9mm in the vicinity. Those are really, really close and common characters or calibers. Number six is if your gun fails to fire when the trigger is pulled, handle with care. If for some reason the ammunition doesn't fire when you pull the trigger, stop and remember the first commandment of firearm safety. Make sure that puppy is in the right direction, safe direction. Keep your face away from the breech. Then put the safety on. Carefully open the action. Unload the firearm and dispose of the cartridge safely. Remember that anytime there's a shell in the chamber, your gun is loaded and can be used, even if you are trying to get it out of there. Treat your firearm as if it could still discharge. Numero sechi. The seventh commandment, always wear eye and ear protection when shooting. You know how delicate your eyes are? Wear protective shooting glasses to guard against failing shot, clay target chips, powder residue, ruptured cartridge cases, and even a twig or branches in the field. A grain of sand can wreak havoc on your baby blues, your sweet browns, or any configuration that, you, that God has given you. Savvy? The Eighth Commandment, be sure the barrel is clear of obstructions before shooting. If you hold that thing um, in a rug or a bag or the range bag and you haven't checked it since the last time you've been to the range or it sits up in a closet or behind something, there can be all kinds of things that have creeped their way into your barrel. Make sure before you load your gun that you open action and make sure there's no ammunition in the chamber or magazine, check that barrel for any obstructions or debris. Even a small amount of mud, dirt, snow, excess lubricant, grease can cause some serious pressure and cause your barrel to bulge or burst when firing. Easy stuff, right? Number nine, don't alter your, or modify your gun and have it serviced regularly. I don't care how good you are with a Dremel tool. Your firearm has been designed to operate according to certain factory specifications. You want that, uh, that legal suit to be on the manufacturer and not you. That you didn't alter your firearm in some way to make it slicker. You will lose in a court of law. Listen to your brother on this one. But like any mechanical device, a firearm is subject to wear. Maintain that thing. And only let a qualified person service and repair or modify your firearm. Please, do it for me if nobody else. And the 10th commandment of firearm safety is to learn the mechanics and the handling characteristics of your firearm. The big word is nomenclature. Not all guns are alike. They have different mechanical characteristics that dictate how you should carry and handle them. Anyone who plans to use a firearm should first become totally familiar with the type of firearm it is and safe handling procedures for loading, unloading, carrying, shooting, and storing it. Every firearms instructor can tell you that their worst student is that former Marine, that former Special Forces, and that, I was back in the NOM and they grab your firearm out of your hand, have never seen one before, and they want to shoot it. 
Give them a class before you give it to them. You owe it to yourself and to the gun rights people. Not to have that bonehead make a mess of himself or our tradition by one bonehead mistake. Cool? Cool. Okay, as I try to figure out what I didn't say in episode number 123 about the Remington Model 870 pump action shotgun, I can't remember. But I didn't tell you the nomenclature or the parts of the Remington 870. It's relatively simple, and like all shotguns, it has a stock, it has a receiver, it has a barrel or a muzzle, um, or a muzzle and a barrel. It has a magazine cap, there's a four in, there's an ejection port. There's a trigger. There's a safety on this bad boy. There is a front sight. And like most smooth bore um, firearms, there's not really a rear sight per se. Most shotguns, you just kind of used to a bead unless you get into a tactical or a hunting shotgun. But for the house and what I have right here, this um, Remington Model 87D Express. It's pretty simple. One of the things that you have to know about, though, is on the left-hand side, looking at the firearm, if you were to point it out from you, there is this little lever that kind of hangs down. That's the action bar lock, and you have to depress that to rack the slide once it locks back. You know how you hear that sound on the shotgun after you have to rack it? Well, after it's loaded and that forearm or forend is forward, to release it, there's this little action bar lock on the left-hand side. It's on the same side, actually, as the safety. This little piece of metal kind of sits flush with the trigger guard, and the safety mechanism is to the rear of that. Other than that, there's not a lot of special stuff on the shotgun. And uh, that's it for the 870. If you have any questions of something that I failed to mention or comment that you want to berate me about, I welcome it. And uh, if you have a shotgun that you think is better than a Remington 870, uh, Mossberg 500 or Winchester or you tell me, Ithaca, send it. But uh, this week, continuation of the 870. And next week, we'll find another firearm to talk about. All right? Cool. Black Man with a Gun by Ken Blanchard is a 148-page book with pictures showing the right way and wrong way to do things, different guns and techniques, and a great primer for new shooters, an icebreaker for the experienced shooter, and a tool for the activist. Black Man with a Gun is a book that easily explains and inspires with the humor of the most audacious African-American in support of the right to keep and bear arms, Ken Blanchard. Ken Blanchard is a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counterterrorist, public speaker, and web personality. Ken has been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and now with his new podcast, The Urban Shooter on iTunes. In the book, you'll find a letter to my sisters, buying a firearm, the racist roots of gun control, the NRA, your rights, the police, religion, and guns. Get your autographed copy today by visiting blackmanwithagun.com or by calling 888-772-6262. Get your copy now.
All right. I want to thank you for joining me again on episode number 124 as we ran through the jungle talking about the concrete jungle and listening to some news about what's going around with the CCW and the Knicks and the crossbows. And hope you enjoyed the music from Creedence Clearwater Revival, my revival of the 1970s hit. Hopefully I gave you some inspiration with my message about mansmithing and hope. And a reminder of those 10 commandments of gun safety. As always, you can send me your comments on blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or you can leave a voicemail at 888-772-6262 and I'll get it. Make sure you check out the Gun Rights Radio Network, the forums, and don't be a stranger on blackmanwithagun.info, which is the Urban Shooter uh, forums itself. Also, check out blackmanwithagun.com. And if you haven't seen the new video by Matt G about freedom that I was featured in, it's on YouTube and it's making its rounds. Um, I hope to uh, tighten that up next time. And with Matt's help, maybe we'll even produce something else. If you have some ideas for something that can be hard-hitting for the non- and the fence-sitting people in our nation's, or not nation's capital, but in our nation, that video gets seen. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do is my target is the middle-of-the-road people. People are not really aware of what we are going through. I'm supporting the right to keep and bear arms by knocking people off the fence. All right. Until next week, this is your friend and your brother from a different mother wishing you peace. It's just that simple. I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. Until then. Shalom, baby. another episode of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Power to the people. Uh, you don't have to be naked for this. But I don't have to not be naked for it either. Uh-huh. Do you like Urban Shooter? Then send Ken an email at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Do you want to support the show and start something new? You can become a member of the new Urban Shooter Association for $4 a month and keep the mission going strong. Look for the USA link on the website. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. GunRightsRadio.com